Hello and welcome to the AYO podcast. My name's Katie and today I'll be having a chat to violinist Nikki Tsunoda, who's joined us here in Sydney for rehearsals ahead of her performances with Momentum Ensemble over the weekend. Nikki, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So you've joined Momentum Ensemble this week to perform part of Max Richter's Recomposed, um, more specifically the part that's written around Vivaldi's Summer Violin Concerto from the Four Seasons. Could you maybe start by telling us a little bit about this piece? Sure. Um, first of all, I think um, this would have to be probably one of the most popular um, known pieces yes, in the classical repertoire. And um, I understand that the reasons why Max Richter um, decided to launch his own recomposition of this famous piece was because it's, well, you hear it everywhere. It's heard in shopping centres, uh, when you're put on hold on the phone. So it's kind of um, a form of sort of abuse in a way. <laughs> and, and I think, he, what I understand, he grew up loving the piece and then this kind of presentation over the years destroyed it for him slowly. And he really wanted to give, I think, homage yeah. to Vivaldi, who was a great composer, of yeah. course, one of the best Italian Baroque composers. Absolutely. I've read that he wanted to kind of rekindle his love for the piece. Um, would yes. you say you can relate to that a bit when you're performing? Yes, actually. Um, it's been, I was really excited when Colin asked me to do this. And um, I was also curious because I actually didn't even know the piece existed. Yeah, it's not been around long, I think only a few years. I think 2011 years so. yeah. Yeah, he wrote it. So um, I was really curious. So um, I started to look at the scores and started to learn. And I really love it. And this week it's been such an exciting sort of process to yeah. um, put it together with the Momentum Orchestra. And I think what I can say is that Max Richter did great homage to him because he he basically took around, I think, 75% of Vivaldi's original material out. Yeah, it's amazing. And the rest of it is basically his, yeah. him, his and it almost DNA. Doesn't, it almost doesn't sound like it. It almost sounds like it's completely Vivaldi. Absolutely, exactly. And, I, you know, mathematically, you don't quite know how that is possible <laughs> no. when you take away 75%. But he's really done great um, justice and... Uh, really fully respected Vivaldi's material. Yeah. But it's as much Max Richter, I believe, as it is Vivaldi at the same time. But you cannot take away Vivaldi's DNA no. out of it. It's there. Yeah. You know, and I think um, myself being a violinist and knowing that Vivaldi was one of the most virtuosic violinists of his time, it's, it's wonderful to have the chance to play any of his music and also in this new Whatever modern form. form. Yeah. Yes. Um, do you think do you think that reinvigorating very old music like this um, can help maybe bring about sort of a newer audience? I think so. I think it the, the, the surprise element is um, something that all human beings kind of look for, get excited about. Today in rehearsal, um, Ariel, the conductor, suggested that we read through some of the other seasons for fun. And you know, it starts completely the same um, as original material, and then it goes to another world, yeah, <laughs> uh, unexpectedly, and it really takes you sort of by surprise. So I suppose that's what's appealing about it to. I to think so, interested. and I think the audiences who will hear this will also feel the same way. They will be taken on a sort of a journey 
which um, is not expected and yeah. Well, we're very excited for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and Recompose, I mean, it's probably, it's probably the most famous um, sort of project of this kind, um, but there have been several others, um, composers like Yuri Kane and Stevie Wishart have done things. There's, there's a lovely album by an Icelandic composer called Olafur Arnold, yeah. um, called The Chopin Project, where he's sort of written little interludes and things um, that he's interwoven with some Chopin original pieces. Um, as, as a musician, is this the kind of project that you would shy away from, or is it something that you would like to be involved with? Uh, for me personally, I really applaud this kind of movement. And um, it's always nice to do originals, but it's also nice to have um, another take on a material that's been existing for, you know, decades, centuries. Yeah, sure. And um, it's like um, a commentary on, you know, the commentary of the compo the person who's recomposing it, say what his take or her take is. Yeah, this is what I think. Yeah, yeah, and yeah I think cool. it's interesting. I mean. People always, you will always have people who want to just listen to the original, I think. But um, it's very, very personal. Yeah. Um, so aside from your work as a soloist and a chamber musician, um, your principal second violin of the Antwerp Symphony Orchestra, um, have you got any interesting repertoire on the horizon? Oh, it's not up to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, no. Uh, no. Our orchestra... Um, one of the projects that they've been working on is actually um, we have Flemish composer composers coming in and we, we do some of their works as well, which is cool. really not known, no. you know. But it's a little bit similar to here in Australia where, you know, people are really working consciously hard to promote Australian, Australian music. music. Yeah. And I think it's an it's immensely important movement to yeah. continue. But one of these is I would love to because um, I'd love to promote some of the Australian works at our orchestra in Belgium because it's yeah. virtually unknown. Yeah. We don't hear much about the Australian works. Take it with you. So yeah, <laughs> but so that's something that I would feel very passionate about okay. doing. Cool. Um, do you think attitudes to, I, I guess that's correct, tampering with classical music, do you think they've changed over the years? I mean, back in the day, it seemed like people were perhaps a little bit more relaxed about it with musicians improvising more and composers transcribing each other's works or even finishing them if they died. Um, do you think things have become a little bit too strict? I think, you know, music is so, um, has to be so fluid. It's nothing is fixed. There's no really, it's not black and white. It's not right or wrong. And in Mozart's time, you know, Haydn's time, people were improvising all the time. Vivaldi's time, yeah. it was half the performance was improvising. And we have to applaud this. And it's actually a very creative kind of outlet. Um, do you think a composer needs to sort of earn, earn the right to rework another composer's music? Again, I, I feel that it's the freedom of each artist to decide and... Um, yeah, we, we should all be licensed to do what we would like to express and forge forward. Yeah, absolutely. I think so, yeah. And, um, you know, if somebody like Max Richter has come up with such a great invention um, out of passion and love, 
Um, it's a compliment, I suppose. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. I think he did it really out of his heart and um, for respect for Vivaldi. I think audiences will really, really be taken back, but also be reminded of how great, you know, this work is. I'm I'm really glad that you're sort of in approval of what Max Richter has done um, with Vivaldi's music because we're going to hear it, of course, um, over the course of this weekend. And we're really excited for the performances and it's been wonderful to chat to you today. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Katie. That's all from us on the AYO podcast. Until next time. Thank you.